but nice Christmas tree. You got anything from me under that tree? Uh, it's here, but you have to come and get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elegance, this is, I, I'm so thrilled to chat with you. Uh, thank you so much for the time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, the film is incredible. Uh, thank you. Thank you for making the time for the film. I, I appreciate you helping us get the word out. Oh, absolutely. It, it's wonderful for across the board. I, and the performances are great. Um, now, I, I, I know, well, I can't say for sure. I guess I'm asking mm -hmm. you, but is this your story? I know, I know you wrote the story. I know it's mm -hmm. based, I think it's based on your life. But mm -hmm. is it your story or is it an amalgam of, of many stories of, of things that you've seen? Sure. Um, you know, this story, the inspection is 100% autobiographical when it comes to the hopes, fears, um, desires, motivations of Ellis French, our lead character, even if it's not a situation that I've personally been through. Mm -hmm. However, the relationship between him and his mother is very much out of my life. But even in that situation, it's like, you know, if you've had a long enough relationship with someone, you can kind of have the same argument for 10 years, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> the sure. film... <laughs> the film is like a condensation of that central conflict that defines my mother and I's relationship nonetheless. So, you know, there's still bits and pieces that are moved around. I think ultimately with what I've learned about the autobiographical film is that it's on, on the surface, it's easy to assume that one would just kind of like, you know, journal, re recall a particular event, you know, you write it down, you get some money, you get some cash, you get some crew, you reenact the event, and that's a film. And in fact, I think it's quite, for me, it proved to be quite different. Whereas I had to be more conscious of, you know, the emotional impact of these moments in my lives versus the kind of actual factual, what happened, what didn't happen, da 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 da. Because it's, it's a proven scientific fact that when the brain tries to remember, it's rewriting in real time anyway. You know, and I come from an, a documentary background as well. So in that kind of, you know, my experience within, you know, interview-based filmmaking is that especially when it's, you know, trauma-informed or trauma, you know, smart, is that sometimes the thing that people invent is more true than the thing that actually happened, right? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, what I'm trying to do as an artist in anything I make, whether it's based off of my story or it's adapted from someone else's story or it's totally imagined, I'm trying to focus on the essence of emotional truth. What did I learn from this thing, right? Because if I can focus on what I've learned, there's a possibility that someone else will learn from it. And uh, so that's kind of how it all kind of comes together. But, you know, it's, it's like trying to explain it is like pulling apart a grilled cheese sandwich. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> every time I think I have it done, there's another thread that's connected to something else. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because, you, you know, you talk about there. I, I want to ask you about that question or a, a statement you just said there. Mm. Uh, what the mind puts together is more true than what actually happened. Mm. Uh, can you? Can you discuss that a little bit? I mean, mm -hmm. I know it's a grilled cheese sandwich, but right. <laughs> can you stand on that a little more. Well, um, for instance, uh, there's there there's there's I mean, there's a few things. Like, so I'm, I don't want to give away too much of the ending of the film, but there's a moment in the film where you know French applies his war paint in a very unexpected and unique way, right? His camouflage paint. 
So the real thing that happened is that I just put on my scary face like everybody else put on their scary face at boot camp, you know? But my drill instructors were shocked at how fast I could put on makeup, that I was so fast at putting on makeup that I could put on everybody else's makeup. Now the drill instructor doesn't know that I learned how to do that being a 14 year old in like gay clubs with drag queens and going to gay balls and that kind of thing. They don't know that, but I know that. So as they're complimenting me for my war paint skills, I'm laughing that they don't know it's makeup skills. Right. right. You know? Yeah. So then the scene that you see in the movie, right, kind of takes the truest emotional um, perspective on these things, right? Of these, these, these two, the, the, these two things, the two things that are happening, the actual thing that really happened to me and the thing that is being crafted to express and to invite the audience on this emotional journey you know like when you talk about the kind of the the legacy of homophobia in the military in the united states don't ask don't tell gets its name in the 90s right mm -hmm. but in reality queer service members were forced to serve in silence for almost 80 years and so from another aspect of like that idea of what the brain is remembering versus or rather what the brain is inventing is more true than what the what, what you actually remember it to happen. You know, in trying to express this truth of the queer experience, I've made what I would like to think is a bit of a hybrid film, right? When you're in French's point of view, this is like Beau Travail. It's an art house, handheld kind of film. When you see French in the world, it's a military action film. The camera is on a tripod. The shots are very geometric, specifically composed, right? And what we're trying to do through that handheld style is to suggest the shaky ground that queer troops have stood on for those 80 years. Mm -hmm. But even more to the point, the shaky ground that I had to navigate to get through that space as a black gay man, right? Mm -hmm. So there's another instance where, you know, the real thing is kind of like historical and academic, but the cinematic thing, I feel, you know, we're so much in Ellis's skin. And I think that's kind of, to me, the thing that I find most exciting about filmmaking is the possibility of, you know, transference yeah. from my experience into what's being depicted on screen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, you know, it's deliberate that this is not Elegance Bratton on screen. Mm -hmm. This is, right. this is Private French. Um, yes. This is a different character. Yes, um, but it isn't, and and this is so. This is such an interesting concept that you're talking about here because I think we see in in biographical films people say, okay, well, I need to know the exact detail, but 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 you don't. <laughs> and yeah. what you depicted is that reality. It is that truth, but not to the letter of of events. It's very interesting to me. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, you know. Jeremy Pope had to be Ellis French yeah. for me. You know, it had to be an out black queer actor and he had to be a phenomenal talent. Yeah. Because as a black gay man, I just didn't really see a lot of myself as the heroes in movies. And I believe that people go to movies to see themselves. They want to see more aspirational versions of themselves. They want to know how to be the best version of themselves that they can be. Yeah. And you know, when you don't see yourself on screen, I think there's a correlation between how black queer people are treated in the world and our erasure in cinema. So, you know, because my whole identity as a black human, it's like this Frankensteinian, 
kind of hodgepodge melange of, you know, Beyonce choreography and Andy Warhol and Karl Lagerfeld and RuPaul and Tupac Shakur, like all put it all in a blender and <laughs> that's who I am. Because you're forced to do that. You're forced to see a little glimpse of something that reminds you and to pull it all together into an identity. And Jeremy and I would talk often about what it would have meant to us to have a movie like The Inspection, mm -hmm. to have you know a character like Alice French. How much easier would it have been for us to grow up? So you know, when you when you I, I appreciate what you're saying because you know it it can't just be me. I like these characters are an amalgam of stories that I've heard on on podcasts like Making Gay History. Um, you know. YouTube has become a really great source of like the personal interview and people, there are so many queer service members who were kicked out of the, the Marines and the armed forces for don't ask, don't tell, you know, and there's even so many people who had really chaotic relations with their families who end up joining the, the armed services. So it could never just be me, but I have to start from what I know so that I can invite other people in, you know, I, I, there, yeah. there's so much more to that, right? We, it's called coming out, but I think in actuality, it's more like inviting in. I don't necessarily have to come out, you know, if, if, if you really care to me, if you really care about me and I really care about you, you're in my life and you know. Yeah, oh man, this is, this, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I, you know, we talked a little bit, you mentioned about Don't Ask, Don't Tell, and obviously this film is, is set 20 years ago, roughly mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know if you can answer this or not. I know you mm -hmm. with your films, but I was wondering, have, have you seen things improve since then for the, the LGBTQ community um, in the military? Because we have, this film depicts the military um, as, as a very hyper-masculine environment. And I think when we think of the military, that's, I, and I don't mean, I, I don't mean to, uh, speak masculinity in the sense of not, not women as well, but, mm -hmm. you know, the military, we, this film is very much focused in on, you know, uh, the, this hyper-masculine energy. Yeah. Um, from from your knowledge or your experience, have you seen things improve in this way, or or what what do you know about the experience today? I think that you know, quiet as it's kept, the U United States military is one of the most progressive institutions in the history of the United States. It's the first institution to allow women to serve right along with men. It's the first to integrate, uh, the first to provide equal pay across gender, the uh, the first to allow transgender people to serve as well. And I'm not. You know, that being said, it's still the military. So it, it's a microcosm of the United States. So every problem that we face in America is a problem that is faced in our military in a hyper way, whether that be our problem with masculinity, our problems with the feminine, our problems with racism, our problems with classism, all of it is hyper realized. But, you know, we have you know, when I joined the Marine Corps, I, I, I come at the lowest point of my life. I thought I was completely worthless, you know? And then I had this drill instructor tell me that my life had value because I could protect and serve the person to my right. We have a saying, there are no black Marines, there are no white Marines, only light green and dark green. Yeah. You can be at loggerheads, completely, you know, just awfully mad at someone, but you must find the middle ground because the mission has to be met regardless of whether or not we like each other. 
you know? And it's that constant search for the middle ground is what I find to be um, valuable, inspirational. Um, the potential of that constant search for the middle ground, I think is way more exciting than the possibility of one side winning out over the other side. Mm. And um, yeah, so do I think it's improved? I think every day is an opportunity for us as a culture to improve the rights of those who don't have equal rights. But I hope that a movie like The Inspection can be an example and a, and a conversation starter that can bring the right and the left together so that, because I believe the more we're talking to each other, things will only get better. Absolutely. And, you know, without giving away too many details, there is that moment in the film where they say, I see only Marines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought that is a fascinating conversation, especially with yeah. all the conversations leading up to it. Right. With the same well, but it's but it's hard for me to even answer this question because you know what happened with the Q massacre recently. We have the and 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 because it's comp it's on one end, what's up with the, all these assault weapons? Why are you if you don't like gay clubs, don't go. It's not hard. Stay home. Nobody invited you anyway. Why are you here if you don't like it that much? You know, there's that. But then on the other side of it, a veteran put down the the assault you know a veteran a queer veteran put this down so it's like you know i i am i'm torn as to whether or not things are getting better because these types of things are happening in the world still these massacres these assaults these all this gay bashing is still happening but there's something that really i'm really proud of of that veteran i, I need to remember his name i can't remember his name right now but i'm proud of him for stepping up and using what he's learned to, to save other people's lives. I thought that was really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one of the other things that elegance that I thought was so amazing of the film, I was wondering if you could talk to me about the response, a response of grace, because hmm. um, French has every reason, every reason to respond with rage at at almost every turn, whether it's, whether it's in the military or with his mother, mm. yet there is, there's a compassion and a grace that seems to win out. Um, I was wondering if you could talk about that aspect of the film and, and why that was so important to lead with that. Well, I think, think I think that French goes into the, into boot camp thinking that, you know, he will be the weakest one, that he won't be able to make it because he's gay. And he comes to discover that each man in boot camp, the drill instructors, the recruits, they've all been given an impossible task of how to be a perfect Marine and how to be a, a real man. And, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, what is the source of your strength? Where do you, where, how are you able to be from where you're from to end up where you're at? And what this film is attempting to do is suggest a new model of masculinity where forgiveness is seen as a source of strength and not weakness. French doesn't give up on anybody and his refusal to give up on the others around him results in his ability to never give up on himself. Um, you know, and I think that that's really what I, what I want to get across is the, the idea like, you know, Simone de Beauvoir, one of my favorite writers and she writes in the second sex that one is not born a woman that one becomes a woman and i believe the same thing to be true of masculinity 
and the Marines is like the Harvard of masculinity. <laughs> you know, it's a, it doesn't get any more <laughs> thorough than that. And I'm hopeful that when people watch this movie, you know, anyone who's ever felt like they're not enough, anyone who's ever been told that they don't belong, that, that they don't matter, they watch this movie, by the end of it, they know that they matter because of their responsibility to protect the person to their left and their right. And that notion of, you know, radical and defiant empathy, you know, people talk often about, you know, and, and rightfully so about, you know, the queer people's ability to find chosen family. Um, but what's not spoken about is the idea of radical defiant empathy, which I believe is the engine through which that chosen family can be formed. It's what French does in his movie is when he sees someone who is weak, he goes to them and says, I'll let me be your strength in hopes that they'll meet him halfway. So that radical defiant empathy is really what it's all about. It's powerful. It's powerful and, and held in a stark contrast held in a stark contrast to the idea of making monsters. Yes. Um, it, it, it's so, I mean, it, it's, it's been rare on screen that I've seen it so well depicted, this idea of, of strength, of com strength through compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I think, you know, the thing about it is, is that it is French's, French is to serve as an example of how to form community that is 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 where where things can actually be sustainable, right? Where we can come to the middle and find a conversation rather than being locked in our various corners, screaming at each other across our differences. Mm -hmm. And you know that's really what it's all about. So in terms of whether or not th these Marines become monsters, you know that is that is the price to pay for the world that we live in, right? But it is to say that every human being is fully human, good people, bad people, <laughs> people that you like, people that you don't like. And as long as we keep track of that, if there's a possibility that we can redeem ourselves. Wow, that is, I, I love that. I'm actually like kind of speechless. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. That's really kind. Well, it, it's it's a wonderful film, Elegance. Honestly, it is absolutely, it's very powerful and um, challenging. I, I haven't even mentioned, I, we're running out of time. Just before we go, Gabrielle is, I mean, Jeremy's wonderful. Gabrielle is. I brought it. Man. Yeah, my, go ahead. Yeah, my mom, my mom, you know, she passed. She was killed about three days after the movie was greenlit. Um, and I, my mother was, you know, the first person to ever love me completely. Also the first person to ever reject me wholly. She's a very complicated woman. I'm so grateful to Gabrielle Union for helping to bring my mother back to life, to help me find the closure that my, unfortunately my mother could not provide me while she was living. Gabby used my, mother, my mother's Bible in this film. She wears my mother's jewelry in this film. And I think a lot of other actresses would have ran away from this, but Instead, Gabby made a safe space. And I think her activism and her superstardom, you know, when I was kicked out of my house, I, I got a chance to come back to New Jersey to film my, my little sister's graduation from elementary school. When I got there, nobody in my sister's class knew that my mother had an elder son and that my sister had an older brother. Nobody. And that was the moment I resolved 
to become a filmmaker, you are not going to ignore me. You will not erase me. You will see my name on TV. You will see my name in theaters. And people will ask you if I'm yours. So, you know, I know for a fact that if my mother was still alive, somebody would have tapped her on the shoulder and said, hey, I heard Gabrielle Union is playing you in a movie. So, you know, big, big thanks to Gabrielle for, for making herself into a vessel and allowing um, some sense of closure for me on a personal level. And I hope that people who think like the character Ina's French will see Gabrielle performance and be warned. It's honestly, it's a powerful performance. It's a powerful film. Thank you so much for the time to chat, Elegance. I really appreciate it. And thank uh, you. Thank you. And happy holidays. I see you're already on your way. So we're 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 already on our way. We're doing our we're we've already gotten started this year. So <laughs> cheers. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Cheers. Thank you.